Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Hey, DJ, remember that time you booked the crappy hotel and it was full of roaches? Uh, no. Oh, well, if you aren't careful, you could end up in a hotel like that. What are you talking about? When you want to book a great hotel at a great price, be sure to check out Booking.com. Be sure to check out StadiumScene.com forward slash Booking for daily specials. Are you doing a commercial? Wow. Way to catch on now. Welcome to the third Stadium Scene podcast. I'm your host, DJ Fluke in Phoenix, and as always with me is Kate Thompson in Chicago. We're not going to go through the weather again today because it's sunny here and it's probably not sunny there, so we'll skip right to it. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? Uh, enjoying the sun. Hey, we had sun today, so don't even start. Really? Wow, that's shocking. I guess yeah. it is April. It does get nice for like a month and a half there. Yeah. Well, last night, you know, we had, it was nice and warm and good weather for the ring ceremony at Wrigley. What, uh... So. How, uh, yeah, it looked like it dropped off pretty quickly after that, though. Uh, yeah. You know, I actually tried to get tickets to go last night, but I didn't get the idea to the day before. Mm, Yeah, that was probably not going to be a cheap venture. Eh, well, the keyword was tried. So, I didn't go. It's just, it's crazy just how much Cubs tickets can fluctuate based on how good they are. I mean, yeah, anytime a team is good, the tickets are going to be more expensive. But, I mean, the the fluctuations at Wrigley are just incredible. Um, Back in 2003, I... I was working at Circuit City. They're out of business now, and I've been gone long enough that I can tell this story. Uh, I was working at Circuit City, and it was my, my second day there. And... I called in sick with a migraine, and even though I hadn't had a migraine in like five years at that point, but I called in sick with a migraine, and two of my friends and I, we jumped in a, in his uh, one of our friend's cars, and we drove from central Indiana up to Wrigley, and we're like, you know, we're going to buy tickets, we're going to get inside, it's game six of the 2003 National League Championship Series, the Cubs are going to go to the World Series, and for most of you who remember, game six of the NLCS in 2003 became the Steve Bartman game. Um, we were standing outside on Waveland Avenue when that happened, and it was not one of the more memorable. Well, it was memorable, but not for good reasons. So we uh, we got up there, and uh, we walked up to a scalper and asked him how much for standing room tickets, and he wanted $450 a piece. Uh, I was a poor college student, and we said, uh, no. And he said, would you do lower than that? He goes, I'd rather rip them in half. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to stand on the street. Wow, that yeah. is, that sounds special. 
Yeah, it was. It was great until the, uh, the the game was interrupted and then the botched double play, but whatever. It is what it is. So, so one more thing on the cuts. Okay. What do you think about um, David Ross being on Dancing with the Stars? If I comment, you mean you're not watching it? If I comment on this, I'm going to lose my man card. Um, yes, I, I have been watching... And for the first time in my life, I've actually voted on Dancing with the Stars for David Ross, which uh, I have, for anyone who's ever seen me dance, which is very few people, and with good reason, uh, I dance with two left feet. I don't know the first thing about dancing, but I mean, he looks pretty good doing it. He looks like he's You're having fun. You're pretty good at the Charlie Brown dance. Snapchat. I, I am pretty good at the Charlie Brown dance. That's probably the only dance I'm good at. So uh, kicking off the show today, um, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're almost four minutes into the show and we haven't introduced our guest because uh, we don't have one. Uh, we were going to have a uh, guest today, but she had to reschedule for next week, so hopefully that will happen next week. Today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the what we've worked on, uh, stadiumscene.com and stadiumscene.tv. You know, a lot of people have come in and, and checked out the site and, and, you know, they've looked around, but I think there's more people that really don't know what it is and what it's uh, the great useful tool that it is. So this is here to kind of talk about that. So Kate, you want to kick it off? No pressure. Oh, no pressure at all. So stadiumscene.com was started on the whole idea that some of us can't make decisions in life. I'm one of those people. I look at a list of restaurants and I can't tell you where to go. So, there's several things you can do here. You can plan your trip to the game. Like I was saying, I like to eat before going to a game. So, we limited the options to like five places that are friendly for fans. And we give you recommendations, we let you get tickets, we let you get merchandise, because you know you have to look the part, unless you want to be DJ. And then you can also get parking, get directions, anything you need to be successful at your trip. I'm sitting over here biting my lip trying not to comment, but... Um... Yeah, and you know, one of the first questions that we get is, well, there's Foursquare, there's Yelp. And I'm like, yeah, there's Foursquare, there's Yelp. But have you ever done a search of, say, you know, let's, we were talking about the Cubs, so go in and, and type Wrigley Field into Yelp. You get back 200, 250 places within a couple miles of Wrigley Field. How are you going to find that? It's like, yeah, you know, some have reviews, some have one some have a hundred or more but what we've done is with our, our research team we've actually gone through and we've picked the you know like kate said the four or five best places bars and restaurants uh, in the area to help ease that decision making yeah to help our research team both DJ and I have gone out there and tried several of these restaurants. I actually decided one day I was going to try seven different restaurants. We're not doing that one again. She isn't kidding. I sent him a picture from every single one. That was the day. I can't say that I've done that. Uh, I tend to spread out my, my visits a little more... Uh... 
you know, a little bit more than seven in one. I think I've done maybe two in one, but that's usually a bar and a restaurant. But hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. Hey, it was worth a whole day. So, you know, we all have different preferences in life. So what we've focused on is the North American market, the North American professional sports market. Uh, we started with Major League Baseball. We expanded into the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. And uh, most recently, we've jumped into Major League Soccer and uh, auto racing, both NASCAR and the IndyCar series. Um, we're currently very close to having all of the, uh, the tracks ready to go. And the main point of interest is most of these tracks are literally out in the middle of nowhere um, you know we, we call it stadium scene because we're looking for a place that you can walk out the door and uh, go across the street and have a drink or have dinner and you know if you're going to a nascar race in talladega alabama you know you've got to drive 40 miles before you hit the track and there's literally you know there might be a bar or a restaurant in between there but there there's not a whole lot going on so you know we even though you know, our target's close by, you, you really can't with auto racing. So we've kind of flexed the rules a little bit for that. So what about Stadium Scene TV, DJ? You want to give an introduction to that? Yeah, so Stadium Scene TV, dot TV rather, is our media platform for enhancing the content of StadiumScene.com. You know, we have a pretty good research site, and we think that should drive a lot of content and a lot of traffic to post reviews, check out the uh, the content. But StadiumScene.tv, I think, further enhances it because it gives us a chance to really focus in depth on our, our favorite bars, our favorite restaurants, and, and talk with the experts in, in the area. You know, as much as, as we like to travel, we're not ever going to be the expert in Cleveland, Ohio. We're not going to be the expert in Denver, uh, but we know people who are, and that's why we've scheduled and why we're bringing people on to talk about their local knowledge and, and further enhance, uh, you know, enhance you as the, the listener or the reader. And we're doing that in a couple ways. Obviously, the podcast is one of them, which you're listening, hopefully listening to today at stadiumscene.tv, search it on iTunes or the uh, Google Music Store. And... We'll also have video features we're working on and also some blog entries that range from sports news to tips and tricks on travel and just uh, adventures from our experiences. Um, I'll be heading to Anaheim next month and I'll uh, actually get, I'm getting a tour of Angel Stadium, which will be pretty cool. So we'll, we'll be able to check that out. And I'll be checking out the San Diego area next month as well. So you never know what we might or where we might go. <laughs> So we've already developed some uh, some relationships with these these businesses through social media. I uh, have some some good contacts uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and, and we're always looking for good businesses. You know, we we spent probably thousands of hours finding the best places around these these ballparks and these auto racing tracks. But you know, obviously, we're not perfect. There's you know hidden gems that that get missed over. So. Uh, you know, find us on on social media, Stadium Scene on Twitter, uh, Stadium underscore Scene on Instagram, and Stadium Scene on Pinterest, and and reach out to us. We uh, we definitely want to hear from you and check your place out. So now that we've introduced our site and everything, um, why don't we talk about some stadium news? Yeah, I'm gonna kick this. 
I'm going to kick this segment off with uh, one here in Phoenix. And a story broke last week. The uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, which is in Glendale, just hosted the Final Four a couple weeks ago, the home of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, well, the University of Phoenix is having some financial troubles. Uh, it's pretty well documented in the news. And they had a 20-year deal. I think they are around year 10 or year 11 into that 20-year deal, and they want to back out. Um, to me, it's, it's kind of funny uh, because I was actually just on a tour of, of the University of, of Phoenix Stadium uh, back in February. Great tour. I highly recommend it if you are in the Phoenix area. Uh, you get to see the uh, field, which is actually on rollers and sent outside. And if you take the uh, the Friday afternoon tour around uh, the 2.30, 3 o'clock tour, whatever time it is, uh, you can actually see them roll the field in as long as a home game is being played that weekend. Um, anyway, on the tour, we had a tour guide. She was very, very nice, very knowledgeable. And she talked about how University of Phoenix Stadium was the only professional stadium that has an affiliation with a college or university and she said you know what you come back here in 10 15 years it's still going to be the university of phoenix stadium um so i i have to chuckle that that was two months ago and now they're they're looking to back out so uh currently there are no leads on a replacement name but of course you know suggestions have been thrown out um you know such as you know pat tillman stadium which is in honor of the the late Pat Tillman, who uh, retired from the NFL to serve in the Army in Iraq and died, unfo uh, unfortunately, uh, is a, a, definitely a folk hero out here in, in Arizona and, and across the country. Probably not going to happen due to the uh, the corporate nature of stadium naming and the, the money associated with it, but it is a great idea. Seems like one of the leading contenders would be another company that has strong ties to the Phoenix area, and that's Waste Management. Now, Kate, oh, that have some fun names. Yeah, there. now, Kate, what would what would you think if I said, "Oh, yeah, this is now Waste Management Field"? I'd wonder about the skills of the players there. Would <laughs> that's a good point. I I wasn't even thinking that. If I was thinking more of if I said. This is waste management field. Is that as bad or worse than guaranteed rate field in Chicago? Oh, that one's worse. I hate to say it, but when I think of waste, I think of trash. So the connotation there. Yeah, have your, your stadium named after a company that collects garbage and recycling? Yeah, probably not good. Um, there'll be some jokes if that ends up happening. Um, although, however... It was pointed out that uh, the PGA Tour, they come to Scottsdale in February, which I attended, uh, and that's actually known as the Waste Management Open, which it's still funny. Um, you know, it doesn't have as much, it's not as funny as Waste Management Stadium or Waste Management Field, but it's still still pretty funny that a golf tournament is named after a company that collects trash. I hate to say it, but I would have had no idea that it is called Waste Management for that one. For your golf tournament because when I think of golf I just think PGA so I don't think it's nearly as bad when you think of a baseball stadium or a football stadium or basketball arena you're thinking of the names 
I'm not really thinking of who sponsors when it comes to golf. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, even the biggest golf tournaments, you know, they have sponsors, but you don't think about it. When you hear the Masters, it's the Masters. It's not the Masters presented by, I don't know, FedEx I, I, or Visa or something like that. It's it's the Masters. It's the U.S. Open. It's the British Open. I mean, that's yeah. that's one thing yeah, where yeah, the the corporate sponsorship is there. It's just masked a little bit better than uh, other professional sports. So moving on, uh, we're going to talk about some stadiums that have either opened this year or getting ready to open and uh, some issues with all three of them. Yeah, so I was looking up um, the Vikings' new venue, um, the U.S. Bank Stadium. So, DJ, when you're thinking of a stadium, how many birds do you think it kills a year? I can't say that's something I think about. Well, this new stadium is so shiny and glassy that it's killing 500 birds a year. I'm sure, the That's uh, more than one a day. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure the animal rights activists love that. Yeah. They're also saying that's their estimation because it's not taking into account the ones that are getting cleaned up before the, um, what are they called? The people who are doing this study, there's some getting cleaned up before they can count them. You have scavengers, you have just different reasons that they could not be there. It could be more. This is just based off of what they counted. So, but at the same time, it would cost way too much to replace the glass. It could cost up to $60 million. So, with only 500 birds dying while it's a lot, uh, you might, they might have to just do it. Now, if it's geese, on the other hand, oh, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, you and, you and your... Uh very well noted um incidents with geese I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that from you yeah you just have to get chased once and then you're scared of them for life <laughs> so apparently the reason why the uh birds are attracted and beyond the, the glass is apparently it's located in what they call the mississippi flyway which is a bird migration route that stretches from canada to the gulf of mexico so um, every, uh, every fall and winter when the birds are leaving Minnesota, which I'm not sure why they want to hang out there anyway. It's, uh, I lived in Minnesota it's briefly. Canadian... It's pretty miserable in the winter. Yeah. It's the Canadian geese. They want to go back to Canada for the winter or summer. Summer with quotes around it. Yeah. So moving on our next, uh, new stadium is SunTrust Park in Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves moved in this year. Uh, they This is kind of a controversial topic. The uh, Braves played at Turner Field. They built Turner Field for the 96 Olympics. Uh, and the, after the Olympics were over, they converted it into a baseball stadium, which was the original plan anyway. And the Braves moved in, uh, moved out of the old Fulton County Stadium. And they played there for... from. 1990, yeah, 90s. It was either 96 or 97. I don't know if they finished the 96 season there, but it, most likely the 97. So they were there less than 20 years, and they moved out of the stadium. And there's a lot of reasons why they would want to do that. One is they got a better deal moving out to the suburbs of Atlanta, 
But also, it was a pretty big stadium, and the Atlanta Braves haven't exactly been known for great attendance over the years. So in their new stadium, uh, in addition to the nice uh, tax breaks and other incentive packages for building in a different county, they weren't, they're, uh, they're, they're going to have a little easier time filling the stadium. Here's where it gets interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago, on I-85, which is relatively close to the stadium, uh, there was an incident where a fire occurred underneath a section of the highway. Uh, apparently, it was deliberate, I believe. And yeah, there's been arrests in yeah, that. Yeah, there was arrests in that. And the highway, a, a section of highway, maybe you know, 50 feet or so, just collapsed. And the uh, they aren't giving any kind of timeline for when this section of highway is going to be fixed. So this is a just a huge logistics disaster and it's actually uh causing the traffic out to the to SunTrust Park to be much longer so if you are heading down to Atlanta up to Cobb County to check out the Braves new stadium give yourself plenty of time to get there otherwise uh you may be late you know I'm kind of excited for that one I think I might head out there at some point because I went to Turner to see a game once but it'd be nice to compare have you ever been to Turner, DJ? I have never been to Turner Field. I've been to the Georgia Dome, which is actually a great segue into our next uh, stadium problem. Yeah, I've been to the Georgia Dome, too. Both very nice, but it's been time to move on. And by moving on, the Falcons are moving to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But, you know, no, no move is perfect. But this one kind of takes the cake. They're having roof issues. So, and they're not even sure it'll be fixed by the time they start playing there. So this roof is supposed to be kind of like a camera lens where it, or where it circul it's circular and it opens and closes. And it's supposed to only take eight minutes. Yeah, that's not happening right now. And there's a lot of talk now about where the Falcons can play if this if they can't get the roof working working. What about the stuff that's gonna be happening there before? Like some soccer games. Um, a couple things that have come up is if they don't tear down the Georgia Dome, but they already started demolition, they already tore out the turf, they could play there. So it's unfortunate that the uh, this isn't working out right now because it's it's definitely a revolutionary design uh, the falcons will be sharing the stadium with atlanta united uh, a new team in major league soccer uh, who've had a, a great start they're currently playing at georgia tech's football stadium right now and they're actually going to hopefully make their debut at the end of july but that's that's kind of in doubt um, they're estimating in the next week to 10 days or so that they'll give a, a new update on the roof but you know it's it's not looking good right now but don't worry, we'll keep track of this so we can let everyone know when they're going to actually be using the stadium. So yes, be sure to check it out on stadiumscene.tv. So moving on to our final piece, we're going to go to the Twitter world, and Kate's going to bring up our Tweet of the Week. So the best tweet that we found is by Dirk Novinsky at Swish41 Fan Appreciation Night, also honoring Tony Romo tonight. 
come early and you can watch him shoot some air balls in the layup line. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty brutal from from Dirk. Uh, for you know, the, the, those who don't know, Dirk plays for the Dallas Mavericks and uh, Tony Romo retired from the NFL from the Dallas Cowboys. Had a, a pretty good, or not pretty good, a, a great overall career, even though he didn't win the Super Bowl or get very far in the playoffs ever. And the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA team, offered him a chance to sit on the bench. And uh, so Dirk was giving him some good-natured ribbing. I did find out last night uh, that they were trying to actually sub him into the game when it was out of hand in the last minute. But apparently the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, put a stop to it and said, no, he's not an actual player. You can't put him in the game. Which, sorry, Adam, I I think that was a terrible move. I think if you would have let the Mavericks, I mean, the game was over. They were down by 20 with like um, a minute and a half to go. Put him in. It's it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of like Michael Jordan trying to play golf or baseball. Just let him play basketball. He's not going to kill it in other sports. So, now that we've had our tweet of the week, um, we're going to have our unfortunate oops tweet of the week, and I'm going to try to describe this. This is more of a oops with a picture, but I can describe it pretty well. Um, So, I'm taking this one because this actually happened uh, by the Arizona Diamondbacks at D-backs, my local baseball team here in Phoenix. And they have what they call Teal Tuesday, which they wear their uniforms with the the teal accents in them, I guess, if you want to put it. Um, So they call it Teal Tuesday. They run specials to get you to come out to the ballpark because attendance has been pretty lousy, as so has the team in recent years. So they had a tweet promotion for Teal Tuesday, and it was a picture of uh, fans in the stands wearing their teal shirts on Teal Tuesday, and it said, you know, imagine yourself here on Teal Tuesday. But the problem was there were a picture of three gentlemen holding up, each holding up a letter which represents the term strikeout, which is the letter K. Three Ks makes KKK, which anyone who is born or lived in the United States or has taken a history class about, you know, the United States in the 1800s and the 1900s knows the KKK is the Ku Klux Klan. Not exactly a group you want to associate yourself with. But the uh, the Diamondbacks noticed their mistake, took the tweet down after about five minutes, but unfortunately the internet doesn't forget. People already had screenshots, Deadspin reported on it. It was a pretty uh, embarrassing moment for their marketing team. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show today. We hope to have a uh, guest for the next episode, hopefully next week, but we will play our schedules out as, as we can. So... Uh, for DJ Fluck and Kate Thompson. Uh, Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash stadium scene, at stadium scene on Twitter, at stadium scene on Pinterest, and our oddball at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, Kate, what's the hardest part about going to the game? Finding the closest beer vendor? Mm, Close, but not quite. Parking? Parking!
When I need to find parking before the game, I use ParkWiz. It's easy to use, and I always find the best rates near the venue I am heading to. How does that work? You purchase your parking pass on ParkWiz.com, and you receive a barcode. Either scan your barcode at the garage entrance, or show your pass to the attendant. Your license plate acts as your permit. So, no shady dude with a sign leading your car down a random alley anymore? Nope. ParkWiz has a parking guarantee that if your spot is not available, you get your money back. That sounds great. What do we need to do? Visit stadiumscene.com forward slash parkwiz and buy your parking pass today. They also have apps for your iPhone and Android devices. Now that those parking issues are solved, I'm going to go find that beer stand. <sighs> stadiumscene.com forward slash parkwiz. P-A-R-K-W-H-I-Z.